Rocky Horror Minute is rated R. The Rocky Horror Picture Show is also rated R. We're going to spend this time discussing the movie in gory detail. And along the road, we will talk about some adult content and use some of our favorite swear words. For $30,000, you can fuck my hip titties. Consider yourselves warned. Welcome to Rocky Horror Minute, the podcast where we discuss the Rocky Horror Picture Show in excruciating detail one minute at a time. I'm one of your hosts, Kelly. And I'm your other host, Leandra. And today we're discussing Minute 63 of the Rocky Horror Picture Show. Leandra, what happens in Minute 63? I can't wait until we get to Minute 69 when we just don't (laughs) shut the fuck up about how funny that is. I know, we're going to be so awesome. (laughs) All right, so in minute 63, it begins with, Don't play games, Dr. Scott, Frank says, putting his whip on top of Brad and Dr. Scott's handshake. The handshake splits up and Frank continues, You know perfectly well what Brad Majors is doing here. It was part of your plan, was it not? That he and his female should check the layout for you? Well, unfortunately for you all, the plans are to be changed. I hope you're adaptable, Dr. Scott. I know Brad is. As Frank shares a smug whimper, Brad turns away, embarrassed to be outed about his very recent sexploits. Dr. Scott seemingly ignores this revelation, stating, I can assure you that Brad's presence here comes as a complete surprise to me. I came here to find Eddie. Brad hears this and turns around to face Dr. Scott. He says, Eddie, I've seen him. He's... Frank cuts Brad off and says, Eddie, in obvious shock. He regains his composure somewhat to continue, What do you know of Eddie, Dr. Scott? Dr. Scott very obnoxiously says, I happen to know a great deal about a lot of things. You see, Eddie happens to be... And there's a small pause for dramatic effect. My nephew... There's a loud gasp from Frank only, who turns off the triple contact electromagnet, causing Dr. Scott to back away to kind of give space. Then a delayed gasp is heard from the tank. Frank has a very quiet but betrayed gasp of his own and marches to the tank to investigate the noise, while Brad disappointedly exclaims, Dr. Scott! Frank moves the red sheet to show what appears to be a nude Janet and Rocky, with Janet covering her breasts with the red sheet. Dr. Scott exclaims, Janet, having seen her for the very first time. Janet, shocked to see Dr. Scott here, exclaims, Dr. Scott. Brad, hurt, exclaims, Janet, to which Janet responds, shocked to see Brad while in this state of undress, with Brad. Frank scornfully says Rocky, which makes Rocky smize in Frank's direction, but he can't speak, so he really doesn't do anything else. Then, Dr. Scott says Janet, again in the same exact way. Is this going to keep happening over and over? We'll never know. Well, we'll never know this minute. Perhaps we'll find out more next time. Yeah, maybe just... That final Janet is the end cap, and they'll all move on. Yeah. Because any more than that would be, like, weird, (laughs) one would assume. Um, They actually discussed what what many fans call the Rocky Horror Roll Call. They actually discussed it on the commentary for this minute, and 
confirmed that none of them remembers whose idea this was, <laughs> but they all love it, as do I. I mean, it's a classic moment. It's very funny. Yeah, I think that this is a super theatrical scene. It's very, it feels kind of like classic Victorian era comedy. And the the roll call bit kind of feels like if Oscar Wilde had thought to do it, he it would have made sense for him, you know? It, it's super British humor as well, which is fun to see creeping into this American movie. So we've spoken about this in previous minutes, but Frank is just continuing his obsessed paranoid girlfriend thing mm-hmm. where everyone is out to get him. And it's still very entertaining. And I, I love it. Yeah, she's spiraling. And uh, <laughs> I'm glad you mentioned... She's about to get a haircut. <laughs> I am glad you mentioned um, what I put in my notes as Frank's strange whimpers. Yeah. I think... Because I, it's, it's not what you would normally do when you maliciously out somebody as having had sex with you. Because uh, t- he goes kind of like, I guess it's supposed to be him suppressing laughter. It's at least smug. Yeah, because, and he makes, he, Brad looks off to, you know, looks away, but Frank looks away in a different direction and is smirking, kind of like he's trying not to laugh or something. This, it was very, I've seen, obviously not this exchange, but similar exchanges, like, on Drag Race. So mm-hmm. I can I can see this. Yeah, no, that's fair. I don't have a lot for this minute, transparently, but I thought I'd share just a fun little piece of information about Jonathan Adams that they discussed on the con- commentary during this moment. Mm-hmm. Which is, apparently, they, they both spoke very fondly of him and said that he lived, I guess at the time of recording, he lived in a house overlooking a cemetery called Tomb View. Like, as soon as one of them brought it up, the other one was going, oh, yes, Tomb View. Like, I don't know if they've been there. And they also mentioned he was an excellent artist of the fine arts who worked mainly in the medium of collage. So, interesting guy. Like, (laughs) this is one guy that would be fascinating to talk to at a party between tomb view and the collages and being in the rocky horror picture show and everything that's amazing i think the collage is super cool and i wish that i could find some jonathan adams collage work that we could put on our social media there's a book about him called collage of a life memoirs of an artist actor and humorist so it's it's his memoir oh i would read that shit actually you should read that shit actually yeah Yes. Unfortunately, I can't read, but I'll try and learn. <laughs> Sound it out. Yeah. You did so good guessing at the title. <laughs> you look at it and I'm just looking at, like, uh, the joy of cooking or something. This is just an IHOP menu. And <laughs> I got time to read all that. I'll just read joy of a collage of a life instead. So, tell me more about the jacket. I guess I can tell you a little more about the jacket as a treat. Little a jacket as a treat. Uh, we have had a lot of jacket. 
So today we're just going to talk about the back of the jacket. So we should go pretty quick here. I'm going to quote from Ruth's anal retentive Rocky Horror right now. The back has red block letters painted along the top, obscured by a big red and yellow snarling tiger's head patch. And then the letters Roy and Eld from Royal Enfield can be seen on the upper left and lower right sides of the tiger. So that is a Triumph Tiger patch. And Brandon Sutrina said this tiger head patch was made by Lewis Leathers with the first run made in the 60s. And there's a later production of the patch in which the orange has more of a red tint. So it's, it's just a motorcycle patch for the Triumph Tiger motorcycles. We've talked a lot about Triumph already. Below that is another Triumph patch. It's just a white rectangular one with the Triumph logo with the British flag in the background and also kind of the T is also a British flag. And then there is a gigantic British flag. <laughs> so that comes next. Now there is on the bottom left one that you can't see super well but people have identified as Sylvester the cat like the Looney Tune. What? I did you not know that? I don't think I did. Oh yeah, isn't that crazy? It it took people a while to figure out what it is. Um the you can just barely see it in some shots and you can see you can see like the arm and you can see kind of parts of the word Sylvester because it says Sylvester across the top but they did eventually find the patch and people are pretty much 100% sure now it is a specific Sylvester the cat patch that there are two versions of this one has a pink nose and one has a black nose Brandon Sutrina again in his article on Minna's website Columbia's Closet Brandon says there he has not been able to 100% confirm but he's pretty sure the black nose version is the correct patch. So there you go. I I cannot imagine what <laughs> what this would mean for Frankenfurter to love Looney Tunes this much, but I guess it fits his character. He has very cartoon energy. Oh, I thought because he was a little bit loony. That too. So then Below the flag, three patches in a row. One is a circular white patch, and then another winged M patch that we already talked about. And then there is a Moto Ducati patch for, that is an Italian motorcycle manufacturer. And that one has gold metallic fret as well. And then finally, off to the right on the bottom, we have another rock and roll club special, which we already discussed in pins, but I actually was able to find more information on it because Brandon kindly included it in his article. Uh, 6-5 special was the BBC's first attempt at a rock and roll program, he says. So there you go. It, I guess, was like a, was a TV special. 
Amazing. So we've now spoken about this jacket and it's done. No, one more one more patch. Oh. You said finally. That well, finally there's two patches, one one above the other. Oh, okay. And then our very last patch there is another Looney Tune. It's the Roadrunner. And it says beep beep. So there you go. You're right, Roadrunners do say that. <laughs> the patch physically says beep beep as well, however. <laughs> Leandra just got me one of those uh, farm animal things that you pull and it makes the farm animal sounds. Anyway, so that's it. That's fantastic. I'm really happy that we took the time to explain all of that to our our wonderful listeners who are dwindling because of this. <laughs> It's fine. I want to weed out the chaff. Yeah. If you don't if you don't love me at my exhaustive jacket description, you don't deserve me at my bagels or kegels for your butt. <laughs> yes. <laughs> that. Well, great. So, let's go to callbacks. Wow, we're at callbacks already. Yeah, this is going to be great. I love that. It is going to be great. So, when they say, don't play games, Dr. Scott, this is a favorite of mine. Uh, It's, what about Clue? You were good in that. Audiences don't seem to love this one, but I think audiences are wrong, because I think it's very funny. Agreed. When he says, check the layout for you, the response would be, or lay the check out, or check out the lay. And then when the plans are to be changed, you would say, this late in the movie? Now, an important one to do, I think, when he outs Brad and says, I know Brad is adaptable, uh, to say, you said you wouldn't tell. Uh, A classic that always gets said when he says, Brad's presence here comes as a complete surprise to me. Anytime Brad comes, it's a complete surprise. Right before Dr. Scott gets all hoity-toity and says, I happen to know a great deal about a lot of things, I like to say, act like a college freshman. It's one of my favorites from this minute. Oh, nice. Yeah. And then this one's problematic, but it is very funny. After he says, I happen to know a great deal about a lot of things, you can say, how about walking? (laughs) That's the one that I've said most recently that has made audiences just look at me and go, boo. (laughs) I'm like, okay, I get that. I can appreciate where I went wrong here. Yeah, I want to apologize to the community, et cetera, et cetera. I mean... You know, as we've mentioned, Leandra has mobility issues. She can say it if she as a treat, I think. Plus, Dr. Scott also potentially... Well, I don't know. We've been through this. He has Jagoff disease. He might actually be able to walk. <laughs> but when they are about to do the Rocky Horror Roll Call, you should announce it. Rocky Horror Roll Call. And you can even add... In triplicate, this one's for taxes, because spoiler alert, they're going to go through it three times. And then after after they say Rocky's name and he just kind of turns, there's a pregnant pause. 
uh, and people pregante. will <laughs> can uh, people often will say bullwinkle in that in that pause and that's what I got you got all the good ones oh no so one that I really like right at the beginning of this when Frank puts the whip on top of that handshake you go one two three break and then when you say break the handshake dissipates kind of at the same time so that's fun and then next one is you know perfectly well what brad majors is doing here you go back to the previous callback of getting good head and you just repeat that oh yeah yeah I like when callbacks build on each other. Yeah, it's nice. And you had mentioned that the plans are to be changed. You can't change the plans. Um, you add to that the plans and the plot are to be changed. And then the callback is you can't change the plot this late in the movie. And then the callback to the callback is haven't you seen snakes on a plane? <laughs> oh, snakes on a plane. Yeah. Snakes oh, on a plane I'm minute. ready for it. Come on, bring it. Yeah, let's do it. No. So kiss me goodbye. Anyone? The song that uh, <laughs> that Cobra Starship made specifically for Snakes on a Plane? So anytime <laughs> <laughs> someone says Eddie, you can say dinner. So it goes like, dinner? I've seen dinner. That's funny. Yeah, I like that one. It's a spoiler. And when Dr. Scott says, you see Eddie happens to be, you can go my lover or my sex slave instead of my nephew. It's fun. And one of my favorite things to say over top of the Janet, Dr. Scott, Janet, Brad, Rocky, is... <laughs> It is a reference to the musical Chicago. You can go pop, six, squish, uh uh, <laughs> Cicero, lip shits. And if you say that and just get the timing done correctly, then the other three theater nerds who are watching this will think that you're the coolest person in the world. I've seen it happen. Yeah, unfortunately, the admiration of theater nerds only takes you so far, but... I'll take it. Yeah. Otherwise, that is all I have. Huh, a nice, trim, svelte little minute. Yeah. So, you don't have, you don't to, have go to go home, but you can't stay, can't stay here, here, so... So get the get fuck, the fuck out. out. <laughs> Hey, Kelly. Yes, Leandra. I've got something to say. I bet it'll sound better with stock Christmas music, so hit it!
we at Rocky Horror Minute want to thank you all for your continued support when we needed to take a long break. That's right. Leandra needed that time off to become a tri-state yodeling champion, a thing nobody wanted her to do. And during that time, Kelly's boobs grew three sizes, just like the Grinch's heart. Aw, you noticed! We wanted to get back into recording so very much, but it was our dearest listeners who contacted us who finally brought us back. As a way of showing our thanks to you, we are sending out Christmas cards. Just send your address to us on our social media. Or via email at rockyhorrorminute at gmail.com. Again, thank you so much for your kind words and encouragement over the years. Knowing that people are listening to us makes all the difference. Merry Merry Christmas, Christmas, baby. baby!